Hello and welcome to D2C Podcast. I'm Eric Dick. Today, we're letting Kismet take over in our chat with C-Suite Las Vegas mentor, director of e-commerce at Mini Katana, Carly McFarland. Now, if you want to join us in Las Vegas at C-Suite, tickets are limited and they're going fast. So visit us at directtoconsumer.co slash events and grab your spot now while they are available. Carly is a force of nature that I met at our very first meetup back in March last year. And since then, she's been on an absolute tear, building, scaling, and exiting her email agency, writing the literal book on email marketing, and now joining forces with our friend Isaac, slinging swords and building a media empire at Mini Katana as their director of e-commerce. Listen to the end and you'll hear all about the quantum leap Carly has taken with her network and how she did it with MentorPass, why being at a brand slays being in the agency game and how Vodka turned a nightmare client into a good friend. Carly also teases the email content strategy used by Bird Dogs that she's gonna be implementing at Mini Katana and that she's gonna be presenting on in detail at Las Vegas, so make sure you stick around. I hope you enjoy this C-Suite Mentor preview. In fact, if you're listening and you wanna to come to Las Vegas, March 23rd, 24th, but you can't afford a ticket, send me an email, eric at directtoconsumer.co and give me the best reason why we should comp you one. We'll give away one ticket with every one of these Mentor Preview podcasts, so shoot me an email, let me know. Otherwise, I'll see you guys in Las Vegas and on with the show. I never ask anyone for anything. Even the calls I book on MentorPass, it could cost me like three, $400 to talk to somebody. And in my description of what our call is gonna be about, I just say meeting cool people or something like that. And I've met so many, so many great people that are really big names within the D2C space that like some of them have even become friends. Like I'm gonna see Nick Sharma next week in New York while I'm there. And like, that is so cool. A year ago, I would have felt like, oh my God, Nick Sharma. And I'm like, oh yeah, we're going for smoothies. <laughs> it's like that kind of thing. Like these are all real people. And if you're not trying to sell them something, like just being myself and actually making friends, like being very genuine about it is like the best way you can do it. In 2023, say goodbye to operational constraints and skewed demand predictions. Printful Enterprise is here to take all of that off your plate with white label on-demand production. Reach your global customer base with more cost efficiency than ever and offer them a wide range of premium quality products from apparel to home decor. Printful will fulfill pack and ship orders all under your brand. Team up with a player who will always be dedicated to your growth. Team up with Printful Enterprise. We did at D2C and we've never looked back. Learn more at printful.com slash enterprise. That's printful.com slash enterprise. Join the team. Carly, welcome to the D2C podcast. It's great to uh, connect with you while we're recording. Eric, it is so great to see you over Zoom. Usually I see you in person. Yeah, it's been wild. And you live in Vancouver, I live in Victoria, but we've just, it's like to give everyone a little background here, I met Carly at our very first event that we did in Vancouver. I had just come off stage and I'm literally hiding, you know, to get a little peace and quiet uh, for myself. And then I see Carly leaving and she's trying to sneak out to get away from her because she was burnt out on networking too. We connected and now you're coming to speak at our event at C-Suite in Las Vegas, March 23rd and 24th. It's amazing the way the world works. It really is amazing. And I have some great stories to tell too that, you know, include you along the way. So I'm excited about that. Well, why don't you start by telling everyone a little bit about how you got into e-commerce and with why it was a no-brainer for us to have you on the stage at C-Suite? So if we really go back, we're talking when I was about 21, 22 years old, and I was 
running a logistics company and we were doing last mile delivery. So I had contracts with carriers and would deliver Amazon and Google packages or my guys would rather, or they were supposed to anyway, I would often have to deliver packages myself. Um, but that was really my first step into e-commerce, a very like weird place to start from for most people, the shipping side of things. But that was quite the experience. I realized very quickly as my first you know, business venture that picking such a low margin operation was not the best way to go. So, But you really um, started in the guts. You really started in like yes. to, to start in e-commerce in like the least glamorous sector of it probably, right? Oh, that and it was out of Compton. I literally drove to Compton seven days a week, like sorted packages with my guys in the Compton warehouse. And then the only reason I was even delivering is because my guys like literally wouldn't show up some days. So I'm driving around in a van delivering packages. And you know what? That sucks so much. <laughs> I imagine. Terrible. So um, really where I was at whenever you and I met though was, so that was what, last summer? And I was a, just over four years into running my email marketing agency at that point. I had actually just published my book in August. And since then, now we're in the process of selling the agency, which has had over 500 clients over the last five years, which is pretty incredible. But I also took a job at Mini Katana, which should have lots of people's like uh, brains lighting up right now because Mini Katana is like the cool kid on the block uh, suddenly over the last couple of weeks, which is really awesome. And it's the reason I can finally have you on the podcast. <laughs> yes, exactly. Because I was banned from everything previously as an agency N owner. As an agency, now you're brand side, and so mm -hmm. brands are brands are the world. You are, you're at Mini Katana, but before we go there, I want to just talk a little bit more about your experience at the email marketing agency. Yes. Okay. Um, tell me about those early days, like because you went like you know you you've got a great experience in the industry. Like, what brought you into like email and SMS marketing? And tell me just a little bit about the growth of that agency. What brought me into it? I mean, it was really coincidence. TLDR, lived in Colombia for a while with some buddies, and I randomly met this email marketer at a co-working space. He'd been doing it for quite a while and needed an operations person to help him grow an agency, which he'd been trying to do for a couple of years. And so um, we partnered together, and then I quickly became the lead strategist within like three months' time. That was back in 2018. Uh, so it's just gone up since then. It's funny because I actually look back at some of the stuff we used to do back in 2018, and I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> but I think that's the case with anybody doing anything, right? So, um, so you learned it by doing it. But what, what else were you using back in the day when you were like getting started was it literally learn by doing in a lot of cases or what, what were you doing to learn? I did not have any resources other than like just figuring it out myself and like, I guess the, whatever resources Clavio had at the time, because we only use Clavio. Um, they have some great training now. I don't remember what it was like five years ago, but that would have been my only resource really. And then what did you guys do for clients? How did your, how did your client flow come in? Um, client flow. Well, my business partner was an awesome salesperson. I think we actually were just crushing Upwork initially, which super interesting way to start. I mean, today it's cold email as our number one lead source. And I say ours, like, like I'm, I mean, I am still there, but we're selling, right? So soon not to be, mine, but, um, our, so our lead flow. Yeah. So up, Upwork crushed it for us for years. It's now very convoluted, but um, we're really good at cold email now. 
referrals. The book. Yeah. Let's talk about the book. I, I was uh, was at your place in Vancouver the other day, and I noticed that I I am lucky enough to be one of the top with the top first quote on your quote covers. First quote I've had, and I said, and I mean it. It reads like an email MBA. Like I've I've read a lot of business books, and a lot of times it's like you feel like you could probably with most business books boil it down to like a five page essay in a lot of cases, but it's not the case with your book. Your book is what is is how we call our podcast all killer, no filler. Literally, like I feel like anyone could read that. That book and be up to speed on how to start an email marketing agency at Clavio or, or a service essentially. Talk about your process, like going into writing it. The process. So I did go through this short course um, with uh, self-publishing school because I did self-publish it. And the course was really great. It taught me about a lot of like really small, but very important things that I would not have known otherwise. So it helped me get through like initial idea to publishing within, let's see. So like end of February to August was like the entire process, but we'd also process out the agency so much that I got to work full time on this. And to be honest, I'm, you know, I'm quite the overachiever, but I was like, okay, I'll have this done in two weeks time, like no problem. And then I start writing it and it ends up taking me months. Um, so I have to say, like, I guess I didn't really know who I was writing to when I started. And then that eventually became what it is now. And I would say, like, like you said, you can't really like boil it down because it is also tactical. So I tried to break down the main areas of email marketing that people just need to at least understand how it works in order to be good email marketers. And it was meant to help freelancers or people within agencies um, that are running email or people within the actual brand that are running email. A lot of business owners, when they're smaller, are doing this themselves. And it was supposed to help them like get a holistic view of how to do it themselves. And I think it accomplishes that even, even to like, even like things like deliverability and things that a lot of people like overlook, this book sort of has everything you need. Email is not dead. Go search it up and uh, it, like, go, go grab it because it's, if you're, if you're, you know, want to learn about email marketing, she literally wrote the book. So go, go buy it. That's my plug for you. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> and the other thing, so like email marketing, I think, you know, you were saying that your staff kind of tried to count it up somewhere in the neighborhood of how much sold uh, over email marketing through your emails and and operations? Yeah, so we we were silly and never recorded it as we were going because we we actually never marketed ourselves um, up until this last year, 2022. But we used to work on a lot of one-time projects. So we would work with a brand for a couple of months, get them set up, maybe do some coaching, and then we'd move on. So we lost access to like hundreds of stores by the time that we actually calculated this. But we estimate somewhere like north of 100 million. It's definitely over 100 million, but we don't know how far past that it actually is. So how do people ever really know exactly how much that is? I would be, it's a challenge for somebody. If they can show me exactly how they calculated exactly how much revenue that they have driven, I would be very uh, excited to see that. Well, I know email is going to take credit for as much as it possibly can anyway, yes, as it always does, right? <laughs> yeah. So the other thing, like, you know, email marketing, you know, that's why we're bringing you to C-Suite. I think it's like this year when we went to Victoria, we sort of just had, I think mostly almost all founders and CEOs. And we sort of, we really got their, their full story, talked about lots of in-depth things, but this year we're actually bringing in some domain specialists. So I think that's one of the real reasons I'm really excited to have you to speak to email and SMS. But I would say your other super, Superpower is like networking. 
And I feel like really lucky to have like met you right at the start of your like networking journey because I've already met like, you know, 20 people from this. Can you just talk a little bit about your journey into the networking world? Absolutely. So I have definitely always been good at it. I went underground for the first like four years of the agency, literally just operating, like working crazy hours and just like head down. But I kind of poked my head up right before I published the book back in like July of 2022. So like very recently. And I used MentorPass, which I cannot thank enough even for like where I am right now because I got to talk to some really cool people. The first person I talked to was um, Nick Sharma, who obviously is a very good choice of a first person to talk to. Um, Him, Eli Weiss, and uh, a couple other people. And they all told me like, get on Twitter immediately. And so I created my Twitter account. And I think you saw like my first post because I had their like backing kind of, I guess they, like they helped me get on Twitter. I tagged them in my first post and then they, they retweeted it. Like my book sales have only come from like three initial posts I did on Twitter back in August. And then a couple posts on LinkedIn back in August. And like, they're still selling today because people keep posting it online and like showing with their book and things like that. And that was actually part of the ploy there was to only have the physical version and not have the Kindle or like PDF, whatever. Um, so anyway, back to networking though. So I think, I mean, I can't, I don't know that you can like teach people how to do this, but I just have to say like, I never, except for those first couple of calls asking, uh, Nick and Eli, like, what do you think of the book? I never ask anyone for anything. It's literally always, even the calls I book on mentor pass, it could cost me like three, $400 to talk to somebody. And in my, um, little uh, description of what our call is going to be about. I just say meeting cool people or something like that. And I've met so many, so many, so many great people that are like really big names within the D2C space that like some of them have even become friends. Like even like uh, I'm going to see Nick Sharma next week in uh, New York while I'm there. And like, that is so cool. A year ago, I would have felt like, oh my God, Nick Sharma. And I'm like, oh yeah, we're going for smoothies. (laughs) Um, So it's like, it's like that kind of thing. Like these are all real people. And if you're not trying to sell them something like just, I don't know, being myself and and like actually making friends, like being very genuine about it is like the best way you can do it. I, I honestly, even from going agency side to brand side has changed things like so much. You, I mean, I, now I get to go to your events, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Well, first of all, yeah, I, I think it's it's a real – I think MentorPass as like a, a, a hack too about just how oh you can gosh. meet anyone you want. I feel like for me, having a podcast has been that in a lot of ways, right? I can sort of say, hey, I'm not trying to sell you something. Why don't you come and have a great conversation? But for people that maybe don't have podcasts, I think MentorPass is a no-brainer. Just like people are like, oh, parting with $300, $400. You've recouped those costs back in new business, in new opportunities, night and day. Yeah. So after like the book launched and um, I got my initial sales and like joined Twitter, Within like a month, we had uh, like a $22,000 just onboarding package that then went into retainer, like like right off the bat. And so stuff like that started happening pretty quickly. Um, and it really created that automatic authority as well. Even, even just to be honest, like this is kind of like a weird hack, but like meeting all of those people and then like like I had no Twitter following, but because it was like such prominent people that were following me on Twitter, I think that's what actually started building it because it was that social proof of like, oh my God, that person follows her. So I should follow her. And it was like turned what should have been like 
five, ten years of like networking into what it is now and like overnight. But I will say a lot of hard work was put in to get to that place. It wasn't like I just like popped out of nowhere and was like, look at me. <laughs> and you had the bona fides, right? Like you'd been through the ringer with the agency, scaled it up. Uh, worked with some amazing clients. Like back to those agency days, can you tell me? Can you tell me a, like a wild and crazy agency story? What's what's something that happened that was like we like to talk about like scrappy marketing stories or g- give me an example. Uh, well, not necessarily marketing stories, but I'm really mad about how Yeti stole my strategist that I trained for two years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was pretty rough. Um, no, but okay. So I actually have this really great story of like the worst client that I've ever had. And I will not name names, but essentially just had this like really, really terrible experience. Things went awry. They demanded a refund. We gave that to them. And it's it's kind of shitty because looking back, sorry, am I allowed to cuss on here? Oh, yeah. F, F, yeah. I mean, fuck yeah. Um, <laughs> so it's kind of shitty because we did such a good job for them. And it was just like a pricing thing where like we had to charge more because of the amount of time that they were taking up with edits. Um, anyway, it turned into this like huge blow up from the client. And I ran into them a few months ago at an event. And I was hiding from them initially. And then I went to the happy hour. I had like threw back a few vodka sodas and was like, all right, let's do this. And I just walked over them and was like, what's up guys? How's it going? And they, they actually pretended not to know me, which was great. Uh, fantastic. And then we ended up like chatting, like it was actually like just meshed really well right away. And we ended up going to um, a Star Wars bar in LA. We watched karaoke. We spent like the next few hours just like bar hopping, smoking weed. And uh, now we're great buddies. So um, those things can turn themselves around. Don't get discouraged. Yeah. What's the moral of that story in a way is like, don't hide from what you fear in a way. Sure. We can go with that. Alcohol, salt is a solution. Um, that's another liquid good courage, liquid courage. Absolutely. Um, I guess that just like, in my mind, that was the worst thing that had ever really happened in the agency experience over five years. And now it's become one of the coolest stories because, you know, business is business and some people behave in certain ways, but like you don't take it personally. That is, that is actually a big one. Would you do business with them again? Um, (laughs) well, I mean, maybe, but my gut, my gut tells me no. I mean, not only because we're friends now and I'm on the brand side. So, I mean, what we'll do like a collab, actually, never mind. (laughs) (laughs) We'll talk about it in Vegas. Yes. (laughs) Normally here, you'll hear my announcer voice telling you about one of our partner's great e-commerce SaaS businesses. But today I get to tell you about my thing and invite you to C-Suite Mastermind, Las Vegas, March 23rd and 24th. 2023. In September, we ran our first in-person mastermind in Victoria, British Columbia. It was a smash success and a clear sign to keep bringing together the top minds of our industry for concentrated learning and relationship building events. So now we can all meet up in Las Vegas, March 23rd and 24th, just ahead of Shop Talk. Check out directtoconsumer.co slash events to see the lineup of amazing mentors we're bringing to the table, including the Midday Squares trio, the founders and operators behind Obvi Collagen, Mini Katana, Kuru Footwear, and more. So whether you're building in CPG, health, apparel, or even bladed, 
weaponry, we're going to have the content and connections at C-Suite that make a serious impact to your results in 2023. So that's directtoconsumer.co slash events, Viva Las Vegas, and let's go. What are the biggest differences going for, because you're now, I guess, a month in or three weeks in since making this big decision to jump over to Isaac's mini katana. What's the biggest difference in your agency life to now your, your brand side life? For me, as the lead strategist, CEO, you know, we probably on the agency side have like 70 clients right now, team of like 22, 23 people. Honestly, the stress levels are just significantly different. It's like I've been stressed out of my mind for five years and now I feel like I've taken this like beautiful deep breath and uh, I get to work with Isaac, who is just like such a beautiful human. Like, yes, he's brilliant and he's a genius, but he's also just like such a genuine, amazing, amazing person. So I have to say that like that difference and just like feeling that relief is one of the biggest things. But I mean, what I'm working on now is, is completely different. Um, a little bit of my background previously was um, having some operational training over like four years, like weekly training um, initially, uh, at a company I worked with prior, but then I even spent like a hundred thousand dollars myself on years of operational coaching. So I get to take all of that knowledge and it's basic foundational business principles. Right. And I get to use it within mini Katana. So some of the things that we're starting to do now, um, my role is quite ambiguous at the moment. I'm doing lots and lots of things, but, uh, my, my first thing is to go in, look at the business holistically and kind of make everything efficient so that we can scale, like keep scaling at the level that they have been, which you already know has been insane. With a fair amount of operational debt, I imagine, scaling as fast as he had. Um, You could say that. <laughs> you could say that. Um, so what that looks like, I mean, I, this is literally what, like week two for me, but, um, have made amazing strides already. So the first thing that I did was go into customer success and basically like turned it upside down and shook it. Like we're finding every single process issue, like things that we need to update even on like the website, looking at the entire customer journey. Cause I'm taking over email and SMS of course too. So we actually hired this girl that I also met at the same time I met Isaac. Her name is Zoe Khan and she is a beautiful human being as well, but she is like the customer journey, customer success goddess. And so we hired her as a consultant to come in and she's doing the initial audit and then just kind of walking me through what we need to do to kind of get it up to speed quickly because I don't have time to spend months looking into the customer success and like fixing all the problems. Like we hired the best, we're gonna do it quickly. Like literally next week, I'm already moving into warehouse operations. So we've gotta keep going through department, department, department and like tidy up everything so that we can just keep running forward. And start with the customer journey, I think, which is a which is a smart smart move. I imagine logistics on uh, weaponry can be challenging. <laughs> yes, yeah. So that's that's something that I will be getting into shortly as well. But um, some of the stuff that I'm working on initially, so customer success, email, um, the warehouse. We're getting into already social media marketing, influencer. Gosh, like 
there's a really big list here and I'm kind of blanking right now, but essentially like Isaac is brilliant and I am the ultimate integrator and together like we are doing something really, really, really cool and I'm stoked about it. Yeah, I think just that opportunity to go from a service business where you're constantly servicing other people that are building their empire kind of thing, it's inherently gonna be more running around, a little bit more stressful potentially than going to a place like, I would say uh, Isaac's got built a product company, but it's actually not, it's a product it's a media company as much as it is anything, but it is still a product you're putting out that that can build its own empire rather than constantly service it, right? So I can imagine, even just aside from the fact that you've got one client versus 60, having that like permanency of a product and especially its own distribution channel, the fact you scaled to eight figures, you know, pre- before you with with no ad spend to me is like one of the coolest stories in the space and one of the reasons that, that he's speaking at the event as well. Absolutely. I actually just asked him before this to see how many like views we're doing now per month. And it's at about 250 million, still zero ad spend, which is just unbelievable. And one of the reasons that I wanted to take the opportunity to work with him, I think it's like, like I've not seen somebody else doing this. Maybe you have, I haven't. Not really. Like we talk Red Bull, you know, Red Bull is doing this. All the smart companies are trying to build media to support it. And I think that goes a little bit into what you're going to be talking about potentially in, in Las Vegas is, is thinking about thinking about your email channel in a slightly different way. And I know you're speaking, uh, in as your Firestone's mastermind as well. You're just, you know, to go from like uh, stealth mode as you did to now being like, you know, an email celebrity, which is pretty exciting, but talk a little bit about what you, what you think you'll be talking about in, uh, in Las Vegas. Okay, so I am a big fangirl of two brands, email marketing. Um, one of them is Bird Dogs, and one of them is We're Not Really Strangers. They're completely different, but the method that they're using is essentially the same. They're not doing the typical like D2C style email marketing that you see. Really, it's more focused on content and like, I want to expand on that because even, even for myself, whenever I talk about like, you know, content-based emails, it's not what these guys are doing because like you look at bird dogs, bird dog sends out like literal cartoons. So I had to know how they were doing it. So I like found Carl, the email marketing guy on Instagram actually. (laughs) And I got to talk to him about it and they literally have a team of comedians that pitch them every week these jokes. And the rule is that like, if it can make everybody laugh, then they find a way to incorporate it into the emails. So the bird dogs emails are literally just like comic strips that they send out. And I open every single one of them because I think they're hilarious. I remember actually having a conversation with Carl and being like, Oh my God, like, how are you tracking click through rates? Like, how are you tracking the revenue? And, um, since then I've seen they're now, they are putting some products in there, like a little bit more sneakily and they are adding like a CTA at the bottom. So I, I'm actually meeting him in New York next week too. And we're going to talk more about it. So I'll tell you whenever I talk to him, but what they're doing is really cool there. And then we're not really strangers is like just every single email is so unique and it'll be like one that made me really laugh recently. The subject line was connect the dots. And then the email had a bunch of dots that like, you can clearly see it, but if you were to connect them, it says like, you're the problem. (laughs) I just thought it was hilarious, but every email you open has something really creative like that. And so we're actually going to do that with mini Katana as well, but on the anime front so that mini Katana's email is just focused on the community and what they really want to see. Like we'll still do the product drops and 
you know, some other things that are revenue focused, but I mean, we're looking at building a real like newsletter with Mini Katana, not just using it as a revenue stream, which I think is really important for the longevity of the program. Yeah, it goes towards this idea. I've heard a lot of people on the podcast talk about of building a distribution channel to your like audience's affinity. So, right, if you can just have your audience's attention on uh, topics that are around your business, you're going to be able to insert all sorts of organic things that, and it's like, we talk all the time about, okay, you want to, you want to send your founder's journey in your, you know, at certain points in your email flow or different, different kind of like email things. This is like a bit of a departure from what the way a lot of people talk about email to the point where you're really focusing first and foremost on entertaining your audience and making meaningful connections. And this community, which is just blows my mind. Um, I, I don't know if Isaac also told you we have a Discord community of about 20,000 people uh, that was built only recently. And the amazing thing about that is like, you know, I've seen brands that create Facebook groups and things like that to try and build this community. But like this community is hardcore. And the great thing, the really great thing for me about it is that they want to tell, they want to talk to us. They want to tell us what they want to see. They want to answer surveys. They want to answer questions. Like this is every email marketer's dream is to have this like immediate zero party data for like anything that I, I want. So, um, I'm really excited about that as well. I'll be talking about that too. So like, we're going to put a quiz up on the site and we're going to do something different with automations too. Like the automations are going to be more typical D to C style. The newsletter is really where we're, uh, taking a different approach like bird dogs and we're not really strangers. And it's, it'll just complement the, the, the strategy on YouTube and TikTok so well, which is where you just have this great content that people love. I bring it up all the time of, of his like third video that got a thousand views and one sale and how the whole business is kind of building off of that principle, entertain with content that people like, and it'll make sales kind of thing and scale it up from there. And the same thing could be very well true of the newsletter. What's the, what's the email list at about now? Um, I think around 650,000. Um, but here's the thing is that (laughs) they actually shut it off for a month, uh, in like in December, which is, is wild that like, they're just, they have so many sales that like, we, we can't, you know, we're, we're, we're just keeping up with them, which is amazing. So we did turn it back on and now we're actually moving to go harder into SMS as well. So that will be fun. Can you talk a little bit about how you think about SMS as like the person who wrote the book on email specifically? To be honest, I think it's really overhyped right now. SMS is great. And it is being used too aggressively by most brands, in my opinion. No, like almost all brands are using it too aggressively. And like, I look at my phone right now and I have, I'm an email marketer. So of course I'm signed up on a bunch of brands lists, but I have like a hundred unread messages because I like some brands message me every single day. And I'm like, if I was a regular person, I would have unsubscribed to this like day four of getting another SMS message. Um, yeah, just getting really aggressive with it. And I I think it's good in moderation, you know, for campaigns, if there are special drops, if there are special sales, things like that. I've been working with uh, Wes from the Postscript team last couple of weeks, and he showed me some really cool stuff that I'm actually going to work with them on to get to present in uh, Vegas as well. Because, I mean, I've, I've been doing it myself at an agency. We provide this as a service, and I learned so much from them about I don't know if it's new features or what, but there's so much more that you can do with it. And I'm so excited to teach about that. 
I signed up for my first SMS flows this Black Friday, Cyber Monday, and the thing that's so that's apparent to me is that it kind of like makes the Black Friday, Cyber Monday charade like a little more apparent because the, your messages are right in your face. So I know that their sale that they're having in their new winter, you know, new winter sales, the exact same sale they had on for Black Friday, Cyber Monday. So when it comes to like the urgency of next, whereas if it was in my email box, I, I might not register it as much. So it's like it, it might burn your customers out quicker because it's always in their face. And you know what, too? Um, I don't know if you read this part of the book, but I talked a little bit about how there are a bunch of class action lawsuits that are starting to pop up because there's literally people like working around the clock trying to find people who are breaking rules. And there have been some really big lawsuits. I don't know if I should say like the names of these companies because I don't want to get sued, but they're like $25 million lawsuit for something that was like they said that they would send five SMS a month and they sent six crazy things like that. So, I mean, just a warning to the bigger brands, like just make sure that you're, you're doing things the right way, <laughs> you know? Just talk a little bit about like, you know, so your investment in MentorPass has like yielded the, these great benefits. Your investment in coming to our Vancouver event paid off great because we're friends now. Yes. Uh, talk <laughs> a little bit more about like how networking specifically Ultimately, I want you to explain to our audience why they should really come join us in Las Vegas. Like how investing in these kind of network events has accelerated your path. So when you go to events with the right people um, and you come to learn and you come to make friends, like I cannot tell you even just like the last week in Mini Katana, like how much it's paid off that I know the people that I know because like I know Zoe. I met Isaac actually at an event um, through Ryan McKenzie, actually. <laughs> um, so I met Isaac at an event. I met Zoe at an event. I have met so many people over the years like that now are coming into play that like they either have a referral for me or I can just ask them. Like I was just asking Ryan today if I could go and see their warehouse because True Earth is here pretty close to me because now I'm working on warehouse next week. And it's like, you then have like friends that are facing the same problems that you are. They're coming up with the same issues and like you can both share and help each other. Like if what you're doing is legit and you're doing cool stuff, like you can help other people too. And that's really what's most important there is like you help each other, but you have to first meet those people. So go to the events like this where you find them. Otherwise, like how do you, how do you find these people? I've been looking for friends since I lived, I've been living in Canada for five years and I didn't find any until I went to your event and met you. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I just find too, you just, it's amazing when you, and that's the reason I keep doing these events is like, just when you bring the people, these people who are engaged in this kind of pursuit together, it's like, you just become best friends. Like it, there's just, when you're running together at similar aims, it's amazing how much you have in common in a way. Right. Well, look at us. Like we just had a joint birthday party together. <laughs> we did have a joint birthday party. That was a lot of fun. Happy birthday, by the way. Happy birthday. Fantastic. I just cannot wait for Las Vegas. Um, we're doing a series on, you know, we're going to interview all of our, the mentors that we've chosen um, over the next few weeks. So really glad to kick off this series with you, Carly. Any final words for those thinking about coming to C-Suite Las Vegas? Um, oh my gosh. I feel like Isaac and I need to bring some swords now. Yeah. That's you have be... a sword. You have a, you have Stormbringer or what's it called? I do. I have it. I literally had it sitting here on the desk oh the whole time God. I was ready. Have you made any content yet? Has, has Isaac forced you into any content production yet? 
You know what? I have not, but I just had a friend FaceTime me with like another brand owner the other day. And they were like, Hey, you're, you're at mini Katana, right? Like, do you have a sword with you? And they had me take out the sword and like show them how sharp it was. So we like did some fruit ninja stuff with bananas to show the sharpness. <laughs> I love it. And I just got the idea. You're I don't know if you're going to be up for it, but I might have to buy you like a Kill Bill outfit for your presentation oh, in Las yeah. Vegas. I feel like you're pretty much the bride. Uh, I know you like to dress up, so I feel like I've seen you in your ninja outfit. You have a ninja outfit. Yes. Uh, so yeah, so get, you might want to dress up like the bride. That'd be pretty cool. Okay, let's do that. I will do my presentation in that outfit. <laughs> okay, cool. All right, well, then you've got to come. Like, I've I, I've, I've been uh, thinking about what I'm going to say in my, my opening remarks and uh, lining up maybe an Alex Jones inspirational talk. So he's got his shirt off, so maybe I'll have to go tarps off too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> This is going to be wild. Well, it's, it's in Vegas too, right? So it's, we're going to It's in Vegas. Actually, that is something to say about this is that it's going to be great like meeting people at the conference or at the mastermind, sorry, obviously. But then like getting to hang out with everybody afterwards, like we're in Vegas, it's going to be awesome. <laughs> going to be ridiculous. We're just booking the comedy right now. I've got a comedian friend. Oh, we're wow. doing on the first night we're doing like a like a custom comedy thing for the event and I'm uh, I've got a friend of mine who's she opens for Puppetry of the Penis. Oh she's no. going to do our show and she's booking this LA comedian who's flying in who's just like master at working the room. So oh, it's going to be I'm not going to announce his name yet, okay. but we've got someone great coming in who so you might whether you uh, participate in the hot seat where we're going to have you know be, you'll be able to get your your brand questions answered by by our panelists of experts you might get roasted in the hot seat you might get roasted by the comedian that's okay yeah it's being roasted we we, we no. got roasted at our joint birthday it was hilarious we did yeah it was, it was fantastic okay so once i find out this person's name i'll tweet at them to to request to be roasted <laughs> oh nice that's the way you do it you just ask it's and i think i one of the reasons i connected with you so much is you're, you, you've got, we're cut from the same cloth when it comes to like reaching out to people and just like, just putting yourself out there. And it's been, it's been the whole reason for my success is like connections like this. We just got liquid death, uh, who's going to come on the podcast and that's just through me reaching out on LinkedIn. So like, if you're listening, don't be afraid to reach out and, uh, you know, make friends. That's what we're here for. Eric, you've got that clout now. You've had you just had on the, the Udi, Udi, Udi? is that how you say yeah, it? Yeah, that Udi. one comes Udi up next. Guy. Got Isaac. We got Liquid Death. This is uh, this is gonna be a really good year. Amazing. Well, thanks, Carly. I uh, can't wait for Vegas. We'll see you there. See you there. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. If you're not a subscriber to our newsletter, you can do that right now at directtoconsumeralloneword.co. I'm Eric Dick, and this has been the D2C podcast. We'll see you next time.